Golden Globe full time this year? Uh, I believe so. I think like the rough things they announced was like it was like yeah the old logo, but then they made there's two seams in the new ball, okay. and they kind of like reconnected the M and B in a mm. different way. But I'm pretty sure yeah that's what they're going to. They haven't done the official official release yet. Yeah. Is the fan base pretty much like, of course you need to do this? Yes. Yeah. Is it's been like a, yeah, ever since they did pinstripes on Friday, everyone's like, why are we even bothering with the M anymore? Like, it's yeah. just, it's, yeah. I mean, from the moment they unveiled it, it was obviously like at least top three, if not best logo in the game. It, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And I remember when they went away from it in the, the mid nineties, when they tried to go to that, like the interlocking MB, yep, yep. I don't know if they were going for like, uh, you know, this is, looks like it should be on a luxury car, so we're appealing right. to the uh, the hoi polloi of, of Brewers fandom. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, it, this is, as I say, the most obvious move uh, that, that they could make in terms of you know, connecting back to the fan base even more than they already do, which is which is already great. So uh, my, guess, my guess is they just wanted the money for both for a while right, is right. clearly what they want. And then, yeah, because I actually didn't mind the 90s one when it was just the M where they did the M with the little, like, there's a little triangle sticking out right. on the left. Like, I didn't mind that one, but yeah, it's just, and they got the uh, little wheat things involved. And mm -hmm. yeah, the, the 90s one was kind of like that. The one you're describing uh, is like almost a classier version of the old Milwaukee Braves hat. To yes. Me. Yeah. But yeah. If we just kind of added that little, that little, as you say, little triangle or arrow <laughs> side of it, that all of a sudden, yeah, this, this makes it look respectable. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess we've started. So, uh, I will do the pro propers. This is uh, welcome, everybody. This is episode four, the Lou Gehrig episode of Three Strikes You're Out. Uh, thanks for joining me. First world post World Series episode of the podcast. Uh, joining me on the panel, I say this week because it's a panel of one always, and again makes it sound a little classier than it is. Uh, an old comedy friend that I ran into for the first time back uh, five six years ago at uh, Appleton, Wisconsin's Skyline Comedy Cafe. Uh, John Egan, very funny gentleman from Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, and the the uh, the voice behind at Brewers Moose on Twitter, Mike Moustakis's actual moose. Yeah, uh, a a great site to go to if you want to see a whole lot of smack talk about my favorite team in the world. So yep. yes, it's uh, it's uh, John. Thanks for joining me. Welcome to the show. And uh, John is a a as implied earlier, big Brewers fan. Uh, and I guess to start off, I want to say thank you for coming, joining me, and letting me talk to you, despite the fact that my zip code is not in the Milwaukee area. No, and, no problem. Yeah. yeah. Anything about baseball, even with rivals, you know, when yes. I know the person knows their stuff, it's, I know, okay, we can talk. We can talk yeah. about sports. <laughs> my, my general policy is always, like, first and foremost, that, yeah, if you want to talk about the game and talk about what makes it fun and what makes it awesome— yeah, Brewers, Cardinals, White Sox, Mets. I don't give a shit, honestly. It, uh, yeah. yeah, let's let's talk, have fun. So uh, I guess we'll start with uh, the obvious when talking to a Brewers fan. Uh, Christian Yelich coming in second to uh, Cody yeah. Bellinger in the MVP race. How are you feeling about that? I, uh, I not 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 surprising, obviously, but still angry. I mean, I yeah. feel like it's just you're in that bubble of Brewers fans where, you know, it, it is annoying. Uh, cause really, cause it's none, none of it's surprising anything mm -hmm. that happened this week. It was just more of the stats. Like, so Yelich had a better year statistically than last year and he won MVP. Uh, and then I think the big stat other for me is that Bellinger like batted 260 in September, uh, when you need to play very important baseball. I mean, I know uh, Dodgers had a hundred games 
They clearly won their division. But that was, you know, ever since May, all he did was drop down. And Yelich just kept going, like just, you know. Yeah, and the thing that uh, that strikes me, it's kind of, there, there's a dichotomy, uh, which is a fun English major word to throw out at it 9 is. in the morning. Uh, but nonetheless, there it is. Um, but between the two MVP awards this year, uh, you had Mike Trout, who missed the last three weeks of the season yeah. on the list, uh, got his third MVP award, and justifiably so. And Yelich, who also, uh, was it three or four weeks that he missed? Uh, with about, yeah, right around the last month, yeah, about four and, weeks. Yeah, it seems like that alternately the National League voters decided to penalize him in favor of Bellinger. Yeah. Uh, and I think that probably was, was in most voters' minds, the, the big difference is that even though, as you say, Bellinger hardly set the world on fire in September, uh, I think a lot of them probably decided, well, he played a quote-unquote complete season, yeah. even though Yelich and he, uh, certainly offensively, uh, Yelich matched and exceeded him uh, numbers-wise. I've got a few of the numbers in front of me. Uh, Yelich, quick slash line, 329, 429, 671. Uh, Bellinger, 305, 406, 629. Uh, and the Ops Plus, uh, Yelich, 179. Bellinger, 169. And essentially, you know, looking at it from the perspective of someone who has nothing close to a dog in the race, sure. Um, my thought was, you know, either one, either choice they made, I was going to be like, yeah, honestly, I can see it. Uh, yeah. To me, that's the one separator, uh, if you look at it statistically, and it's a slight one, that uh, at least on baseball prospectuses or baseball uh, references measurement, uh, Bellinger gets a little bit of a boost from defense. I think they gave him about 1.9 wars worth of defense, and Yelich yeah. gets a slight ding, and I think he's just a little bit below replacement considerably, yeah. uh, like like a minus 0.5 or 0.7. So it, it's you know barely noticeable, but it, yeah. it is between the two of them. That's the one thing I can see where it's like, yeah, I can tell that there is a little bit of separation there, but is that enough for an MVP award? It's, uh, you know, I honestly, yeah. I can't say either way, uh, yeah. which is a great hot take to start the day. But, uh, but yeah, I, it was one where I would have been fine with either of them. Yeah, for sure. Obviously. Yeah. I wanted Yelich, but yeah, it just, it's just one of those things. I mean, I, you just hope that next year he's, he's better, which he should be. Uh, Cause I mean, we got almost got lucky with the kneecap injury. That could have been a nine month, injury and it yeah. was four to six weeks so he's already rehabbing so uh that's good we just got to see this ridiculous off season and what happens yes and it'll be ridiculous for both of our teams because uh i think the brewers are in the same boat as the cubs where they've already announced that yeah we're kind of maxed out budget wise which is a fun way to spend the next four months yeah but that, actually that those reports like kind of aren't true i mean technically they're saying that the brewers have 55 million uh, to spend, mm. uh, but but the other way around, like if you look at it, there's only like three players really locked up for bigger money right now. Where it's like they've got a whole bunch of smaller numbers and arbitration, and really, I mean, that's the weird thing. It's like they really could spend if they want to. Like it's yeah. not it's not that big of a deal. Well, literally every team could spend if they want to because it's a sport where the poorest team in baseball is going to be sold for one billion dollars whenever they unload the Marlins again. Uh, true. True. Yeah. So just just by going on that. Of course, but it's it's a matter of at, at this point we know the Padres want to spend, um, and God, is that about it? Really? Is the maybe, maybe the Phillies again might th run at somebody because they Phillies, seem to yeah, I heard they are are they already going after Donaldson and stuff like that. I heard yeah, and uh, Bumgarner too. I think that they're in on, and I guess oh, the yes. uh, the Braves have already spent on Will Smith, which is different from last year. So yeah, points to Atlanta for that. But in terms of the Central, uh, yeah, I. I haven't heard that anybody uh, 
wouldn't it be something if the Pirates were the team that do the most offseason spending this year just because they have to right. get rid of every player who isn't implicated in a child sex scandal? <laughs> I couldn't believe I was just like, I'm so glad the Brewers for two years in a row tried to get him and didn't. Like, I was yes. just, I was so happy. Oh, like, oh, thank God. you. Vasquez, man, it, it, that, that should be the Pirates' official team slogan going into next year is, yeah, we're going to shoot for not having to tell you when we move into the neighborhood. Maybe. Right, right. Or just, yeah, their team locker room fights, they're just the biggest mess I've seen yeah. for a team. Yeah, which honestly, on a team run by Clint Hurdle, I'm fine with that because yeah. – <laughs> uh, a couple of my podcast cub friends have started the hashtag. Clint Hurdle is a fucking racist. So, oh, okay, I yeah. know that. I yeah, know that's uh, thing to look into. very much of the uh, old school respect the game uh, era of baseball, and I think the fact that Javi Baez enjoys playing baseball and wears gold chains offends him to no end. So, oh, it's, yeah, it definitely affects his playing. Definitely yeah. affects oh, yeah, the baseball game wearing mm-hmm. chains. Yeah. Uh, so getting back to Yelich for a second, another, another question kind of on the subject that we were talking about earlier I wanted to ask. Uh, he gets dinged, it seems like, for the past couple of years uh, on his defense. And I'm not someone who sees him every day, just the 19 games where he torches Cubs pitching every year. Yeah. Uh, is his defense noticeably below average when you get to watch him for 162 a season? No, I would I would almost consider it above average. I mean, he hmm. makes, especially when he's behind the ball, uh, making a play and running up a bit. He is dynamite. Uh, I think some of the ones that kind of go to the left of him or like a little bit behind him, he can play him a little off. Uh, but especially if he's behind the ball coming up to it, he's spectacular. Like I've never heard a Brewers fan just being like, Yelich. Like they've ne- I've never heard them talk about him on defense like that. I think it's just because the offense is so overwhelming for him that the defense is just kind of a second fiddle. Yeah, I understand that. Because uh, coming from, again, a Chicago-based perspective, and it's probably a bit more extreme with us, but uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber, of course, has the reputation of being just a total butcher throughout the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he has, like, there's about three or four plays a year in the outfield where, yeah, you watch and go, oh, God, that's just going to set everybody off again. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, watching him over a full season, he is, in most aspects of playing left field, fine. And he has okay. the one super above average tool in his arm where he will gun guys out at the bases. And, and now they've finally stopped trying to take extra bases on him because they know he's got a catcher's arm out in left field. And he's actually defensively, he grades out as decent, uh, despite the oh. fact that every time Kyle Schwarber is, is mentioned, especially during the offseason, the association is always, well, the Cubs got to trade him to a team that can use him as DH. And that's really perception is far different from reality there. Yeah. So, yeah. I, uh, with, in regards to Yelich, I'm kind of glad to hear that that's the case, too, because in watching him, I've never seen him butcher anything out in right no. field. And uh, it always kind of surprised me to see the advanced stats kind of take him down a peg, because otherwise, as I say, he is up there in every aspect with Bellinger as the, the two elite players in the game. Yeah, no, that's true. I, and that, I guess I didn't know that, too, because, uh, yeah, that's kind of just the census is that Schorber is kind of can be a liability, but he's also a good player. It's just one of those yeah. things where yes. just, that's what you, we just know of where, right. yeah, you just see the three big four plays. If you see a couple games against him, you're just like, oh, OK, we'll hit to him. But that's kind of what left field is across the league. Really, yeah. it can be your guy who's an amazing play. And then, you know, he might have to make some plays. But yeah, unless you're Alex Gordon. Yeah, that's the 29 other teams. That's that's yeah. you find got place to hide your hitters there uh, and well, give you a that bonus. Was, like, that's that's why the Brewers threw out Chris Davis out there. Yeah. <laughs> before we, now he's just the athletics. All he does is hit dingers. So that's mm-hmm. just what he does. So I yeah. Mean, yeah. Perfect place. Uh, 
hit dingers and 247, which is fun. Yep. So yeah. it's, I yes. think he's picked 247, 247, 247, yeah. Uh, and uh, one more bonus on Yelich that I just kind of uh, want to make you aware of, uh, that uh, one of my colleagues on Twitter, uh, Ryan Tomir, who writes for Cubs Insider, uh, as far as I know, he and I might be the only two guys that make up Cubs gay Twitter. And oh. uh, in Ryan's words, tweeting out, especially in leading up to the MVP, uh, Christian Yelich, in his words, is a, quote, total smoke show. And, <laughs> and I got to say, as, as the other member of Cubs gay Twitter, yeah, I am completely on board with this. That uh, Even in his days with the Marlins, uh, looking at Yelich, uh, there was, it's, yeah, stirred a little something inside me. And I, I, I couldn't quite decide if Yelich, if, if, are you handsome or do you have weird face? And kind of seeing Ryan's evaluation, I'm kind of glad to see that. Yeah, okay, yeah, smoke show wins this out. This is this is beyond interesting to me, just because yeah. he's just he's like he's but he's like the dorky cute kid that yes. like everyone loves. That's like he's just like he's not the most handsome man in the world. I mean, especially like I would say Braun in his prime was like right. uh, was like the go-to guy, especially that era of the Brewers when you had Braun and Hardy and Weeks and you know the snack known as Fielder. Uh, and so <laughs> vegan snack. Yeah. 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 The vegan snack. Right. But no, that's very interesting to hear. Cause like, he's not, you know, I guess th there's a lot of fan like admiration for him now. And there's a lot of like fan yeah. accounts with like pictures of him young or they'll, they'll make fun of what he used to wear when he was younger in Miami and stuff. So it's just, it's funny seeing his old pictures and as him, him like grow, like mm -hmm. as a, like as more of a sexual type symbol. now. <laughs> Which really is the most important part of the war calculation in my mind. Absolutely. Definitely yeah. important. Sexual. I think it's the eyebrows, honestly, that do it for me, and I don't oh, know why that is. But, okay. but yeah, I don't know if the teeth, the teeth just off do it for some people. But yeah, yeah, that could be. But uh, yeah, it, I, I, I've never seen a player that I really described as with powerful eyebrows the way that Yelich does it for me. So I, I'm gonna have to look because that's yeah. I've never, I've never yeah. realized that before. That's interesting. I mean, yeah. here's like you gotta have some like ability. I mean, there's a reason why Matt Stairs was never a superstar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Matt Stairs also a total smoke show for other reasons, I think. Very but, true. <laughs> yeah. I'm not maybe he was around that era where like all the, the Cubs bench players smoked, so that, that could well have been. Uh, but yeah, so moving on to other brewers in the awards and just missing out, uh, which is not a sentence, but uh, I'm throwing it out there anyway because it's again I got it. 20 in the morning. Uh, so Craig Council, again, finishing behind Mike Schilt. And this yeah. one, I think he got reason to be angry about, uh, although partly a reason, which I'll explain later on but uh but yeah if you want to let go about that uh, invent <laughs> but buttons. again it, it, it you can almost say it made sense but they're the cardinals and okay. uh but the fact that like well because but so council for the second year in a row so this september without yelich they went 20 and 7 in september i don't know how any other year you don't give it to him just for that fact alone that without your superstar player you go 20 and 7 and you make the playoffs and you almost beat the world series champions yeah, uh, if not for uh, Hater having his fifth worst performance of the year and a rookie making a mistake, like that was them separating between the playoffs. And the fact that he didn't win over—I mean, clearly the Cardinals—they won the division. Uh, no one saw that coming at the beginning of the year. I mean, when, it, when they really ranked, they almost said, you know, Cubs, Cardinals, Reds, Brewers. That was like everyone's expert uh, opinion. Uh, and the fact that the Brewers succeeded that, and they went to another playoff game for the second year in a row. Uh, but the big thing for me was like when they did the votes that he had the most first place votes, right? Didn't win, which to right. me is kind of ridiculous. That's like if you went to a science fair and the guy got a bunch of first places, but the, the second place won one because he mm -hmm. had more people vote for him. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that like five people didn't even vote, 
like for him, like for a place, like some cities just didn't. I'm like, why is that even allowed? Like, what are you doing there if you're not going to put places on anything? Yeah, that's that's the classic. Uh, do you watch baseball vote? That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, giving the science fair award to like the guy who gets like more, more second place votes than first place votes might be how they define science in St. Louis. So that might have played. Into very true. Is very true. Somewhat. Um, yeah. To me, it's uh, council. And as you say, the second year in a row where this has happened in September and uh, coming from a Cub fan perspective, very, very painful to watch. Sure. Uh, sure. But the thing that that strikes me uh, about the way he especially seems to um, make things work out that month is that in September, the Brewers are better than anybody in baseball at beating all the teams they should beat. And that always it sounds like it's, you know, damning with faint praise. But in reality, you look at the way teams make the playoffs. That's how the vast majority of teams that that make the postseason operate during the regular season is they beat the hell out of the Marlins of the world and the Rockies of the world when they get the opportunity. Yeah. And the Cubs, uh, yeah, from our perspective, again, have occasional troubles doing that. And that usually in the past couple of years, that's what's kind of been the separator, especially late in the season. Between. And that was a complaint earlier this year. I mean, the, the Brewers early on, I mean, uh, I will say that for everyone complaining about the schedule, the Brewers' first two months were brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did like Cubs, Cardinals, Dodgers, Cu- Cardinals, Dodgers, Cubs, Cu- like, and Padres. Like, we we had a brutal first couple months, and then we just – and it helped us later that we had an easy, almost easier August, and then kind of September was up and down. But you're right. They, be- they did beat the teams that we needed to, especially like that Cardinals game where Braun hit the grand slam. Right. That, you know, that – locked the season you know where they yeah you're right they just played yeah. later on bigger games but early in the year that was a concern people were like why are we losing to the marlins why are we losing to the you know some other i remember a couple other bad teams that we just lost to where you're just right. like what are you doing yeah and that's because that's also what happens in baseball too is that right. <laughs> bad teams are going to beat you except yeah. if you're the brewers in september and that's a great quality to have that yeah. uh, that 18 and 2 stretch they went on that uh, i remember just thinking and you the, the thing uh looking at it from an opposing fan base is you not only see that 18 and two record, but you also see their upcoming schedule and think, Jesus, when is their next loss coming up? Right, right. And that, yeah. that does weigh on you when when they're chasing <laughs> you down like that. Yeah. Uh, so the one other thing about Council I wanted to hit is is the quotes that he gave in in the wake of uh, Mike Schilt winning. Uh, the award I'd like to be presented with is the one Dave Martinez was presented with. That's what you're doing it for. If you ask me what's important, that's what's important, which is essentially people came to him for a reaction of, hey, how do you feel about finishing second in manager of the year? And that was so many polite words saying, who gives a shit? Which yep. is great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And honestly, that uh, and he hit on the fact that in, in my mind, actually, Dave Martinez would have been my first pick for manager of the year, and he didn't even okay. finish the top three. And I based that only because... Uh, you know, we talk about the, the comeback the Brewers made in September, which justifiably was amazing. Yeah. Dave Martinez in the Nationals, you're talking historic season-wide. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. They, that not since the Miracle Braves of 1914 has a team come back from so many games below 500 in mid-May to end up making the playoffs. And then, you know, and this doesn't factor into manager of the year, but going on to win the World Series. But right. the fact you come from 12 games down like that to get to that point is to me, that is at least top three. And in my mind, that's the best manager of the year. 
No, um, right. I still remember when we were like, yeah, around the trading block deadline in summer, everyone's like, the Nationals, what are they even doing signing people right now? Like right. everyone was just like, let's, let's, let's pack it in, Nationals. What are you doing? Like, yeah, but they, they felt that they had a thing going on. And, and as things bore out in the end, justifiably so. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the other big story from this week, uh, the Houston Astros. What the hell, man? Uh, I don't, I, it's so strange to me. Like, uh, it's, uh, Mike fires the whistleblower. Yes. Uh, also out. pub killer Mike fires. Yeah. 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 He is. Uh, but it's, it's strange now, you know, cause now, especially a lot of it's starting to point towards the brewers. Yes. So I, I don't know what to do because I want to kind of be like, this is crazy. But then if the brewers get wrapped up in this too, and it's true, um, just because like, especially when you look at Yelich, his home stats have always been so much better than his away stats. Uh, I feel like they're going to use that against him when I, it's just like, well, you know what? Miller park has always been good for home run hitting. Yeah. Yelich always hit a hit a hit when he was here. So it was, it's just weird to me, but yeah. I just don't know what's going on. Like I, I'm starting to see some clips and it seems to be bad. And, uh, I just don't, I honestly, I'm sorry. I don't know how to process it. I don't know how to comment on it. I don't know what to do. I don't know. That's fair. Gonna... Yeah. That's fair. Honestly, because it's, it, what the Astros, what's, what has been revealed, the Astros have done with the sign stealing scheme. It, it, causes a number of different reactions that seem to like cascade and contradict on each other because on on the one hand you obviously want to look at this and go well that's obviously wrong you're cheating and screwing with the opposition uh but you also want to approach this knowing that okay this could also rebound onto any team in baseball because you could see any team hearing about what houston's doing and thinking well geez i'm not going to let them get the advantage on me that and this is also how steroids spread in the game too is is that players saw uh other teams who took an advantage like that and thought well yeah i'm not letting those guys take this game or my job away from me and you figure that some teams decide to do it to keep up with 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 the astros Uh, so you want on the one hand to also think that, yeah, this could affect the Brewers or even it could affect the Cubs at some point. It could affect any team, but you also, again, to contradict that thought, (laughs) don't want to be cynical enough to think, well, geez, everybody in baseball is doing it because then why are we watching? If all it is, 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 you know, you know, the the heels and pro wrestling trying to one up one another at this point. Uh, So yeah, it's, it's just a pain in the ass to get through it. It's, it's, uh, um, I, I guess, yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of awkward pausing at this point because it, my mind is, is still processing. You're re- yeah. You're reeling right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's, you're hurting my game, Houston. And the thing, the, uh, the thing about the fact that it's the Astros again, getting, uh, getting the spotlight with all this is that, uh, I talked with an Astros fan in the wake of the world series last week and we agreed. And I still think at this point that the Astros in terms of their on field team between Altuve, Bregman, uh, Springer are still a really fun, likable bunch of players, but for sure. Yeah. How many hits as an organization can they take before you realize that, oh, geez, are they like the new England Patriots of baseball at this point? That's a, no, that's a good point. Yep. And then the, uh, the whole, uh, Ozuna thing or yeah, the whole thing that happened during the playoffs and that right. sort of thing. And like, yeah, yeah. Who knows? That's true. That's true. Yeah. They might become the bad guys when really it was, it was, it was one of those world series where I didn't cheer against anybody because all, you know, it's like as much as I wanted the nationals to win, you're also like, I want to see Grenke have a ring. Like I want yes. to see, you know, like I want, Absolutely. I want Cole to have a ring. Like when uh, good pitchers deserve rings. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the, yeah. Yeah. Especially ones that are going to Cooperstown. But uh, do you have good memories of Grenke in his time as a brewer? Oh yeah. We loved him. And he's yeah. still, I mean, we're still on his no trade cause list that we can he hmm. come to us. 
Nice. But he, he loves us because he's not the big market guy. Right. He wants to be the small market where he gets like two interviews a year and mm-hmm. he can just sit there and pitch and that's about it. Yep. So. Pitch and speak in a monotone and that's that's great. And also be as blunt as any player in baseball. Yeah. Uh, no, I loved him. I loved I mean, it's it stunk that when we first got him, he got hurt right away. But I, I saw his first I traveled down from Green Bay to see his first home game. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the T-shirts like, I, I you know, we were all in. Nice. Yeah, I was really hoping that uh, if game seven had gone the other way, uh, the way it had gone for the first six innings, that that was going to be like the signature Granky game that made everybody realize that, yeah, this guy, not only obvious Hall of Famer, but also stepped up in the biggest game of his life in this way. And and now, I mean, people will remember a little bit, but he's kind of a footnote uh, uh, in that Game 7 story. And that's, that's the one kind of unfortunate thing about what turned out to be the best game of that World Series by far. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we will end on a much happier uh, note, because uh, talking about, uh, you know, the Christian Yelich's hotness brought us together earlier, but yeah. there are a couple other things uh, that, that still bring at least the Brewers fans and myself together in terms of uh, this is why your team is still, it's still fun to go to Milwaukee and see games. Uh, First is a small one, uh, but it's one that I loudly insist to everybody that I talk to. Uh, Miller Park has the best food in baseball. And and I judge this mostly on the fact that Miller Park has the secret stadium sauce, which in the words of Homer Simpson, it looks like ketchup. It tastes like ketchup, but brother, it ain't ketchup. No, yeah, it is the kind of thing that I remember first time yeah. going to, I think, Old County Stadium when I was like 10 years old uh, and had like two bratwursts that were, they, they asked, do you want these dunked in the secret stadium sauce? And I did not know that was a thing. And, <laughs> well, sure, that sounds like a fun adventure. Yeah. And yeah, it was like a foodie discovering a new hipster restaurant the first right, time I right. you know a county stadium brought. Uh, and... Uh, I guess the other, the other more substantive uh, thing uh, that I like about your organization is uh, Bob Euchre is just the best. In uh, terms, yeah, no, no, he's the best. Uh, I've got his biography waiting to to finish. Uh, nice. I, you know, I, I always had like the jerseys with him. I've got a Brave jerseys that's way too big. That's, that's a Euchre jersey. Love it. Uh, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where when he's when he's gone, it's uh, devastating. Like, mm-hmm. you just, like, you have to soak every minute in still right. with him. Where I was actually, at, uh, when I was a kid, I was 13, um, one of my my mom's cousins married his daughter. Really? And he was at a wedding with me. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. We got we got pictures and everything. Yeah. Do you have any memory at all of interacting with him that day? I remember that was the focus. Mm-hmm. The, focus the focus was that Bob Euchre's here. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was the whole wedding, was that we're going, Bob <laughs> Euchre's here. Wow. No one bother him. That's really what it was. It's like, it was just mm-hmm. like, no one bother him unless he talks to you, but he's here. Stare at him. Like that was, a, that was about it. Is, is there a bigger figure in the state of Wisconsin that to just walk into a wedding and get like everybody's attention in the room? Like, is there even like if Aaron Rodgers walked into a wedding, would he get the same response that Bob Euchre does? Ah, uh, man, that'd be pretty close. Unless yeah. like the gold fonds came to life and walked in. <laughs> that would be about it. <laughs> the only other uh, comparable thing. Yeah. I, I'm ashamed to say that I, I was trying to think uh, in my head, trying to go through like a list of Wisconsin celebrities in my mind. And literally the first name that popped up was Joe McCarthy, which I, I don't think. Oh, it, wow. Yeah. On quite the same level of belovedness. 
Yeah, we've uh, got a couple. We got we got Ruffalo. We got yeah. William William Defoe, Tony yeah. Shalhoub. So there's a couple. If you incarnate Chris Farley, that would be one, I think. That's true. That's yeah. true. You can have that. But also, I don't know if you knew this, but Stadium Secret Stadium sauce you can buy in the store in Wisconsin. Oh, geez. Uh, uh, so if you go to Miller Park, uh, up the road on Miller Park Way, there's like a uh-huh. chicken save. Uh, it, that should have it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I would you know I would have like a wedding rehearsal dinner at that pick and save honestly. That <laughs> uh, that that is how much I adore the sauce. Uh, but yeah, to me euchre euchre at this point is now that uh, Vince Scully is retired, he's now that guy in terms of baseball broadcasting. That he's the guy that and and I do this a couple times out of the year myself. I go out of my way that if uh, the Cubs aren't on on a given night, the Brewers and the Brewers are, I'll pop the Brewers radio feed on my phone and just, yeah, try to spend an entire game listening and right. soaking in. Yeah. As you say that this guy who is, you know, the voice of baseball at this point, because I want to make sure that, yeah, take advantage of, of him while we still have him. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, I know he doesn't even do road games anymore, which is sad, uh, which I get it. He's, you know, plus 80, mid eighties. Uh, and so, yeah, but like the, especially when the, the Brewers are getting killed or killing someone, that's the greatest games to yes. listen to ever. Cause it's just story time, joke around mm-hmm. time. It's just, I, it, his comedy is ridiculous. I can't, I yes. can't even picture like the way he can just capture something. And he has that old school style that still works or it's just, I don't know. It's a, it's one of a kind. Yeah. He's got an element of, of like classic vaudeville to him. Uh, but the thing about his comedy too, and, and, and you and I speaking as comics about this, the thing that that really strikes me is that he's known nationally as, you know, the character from major league, the Harry Doyle, just a bit outside over the top guy. But when he's actually in the Bob Uecker persona telling jokes, his deadpan is brilliant. Yes. And his ability to sell a joke just by looking at you after he tells it. I mean, there's a reason why he was on the tonight show with Johnny Carson. I mean, there's a, there's a reason he got, there's a reason why Norm Macdonald has whole segments where he just talks about Uecker. Uh, so I mean, there's you know. Yeah, he he crushed Johnny on the Tonight Show and his uh his Hall of Fame speech. You ever gotten a chance to check that out on YouTube? Oh yeah, well you can. I don't I don't want, I don't like being puddled, so I don't like just being a giant puddle watching things. So I don't. <laughs> it 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 is it is a masterclass in in holding an audience of over twenty thousand in a venue outside where they mostly come to see the players speak, and he's the one that just destroys and lays the room out. It's it's amazing. Well, that's what we have to, Ken, it's now our job to get Bob Uecker to do a masterclass. Yes. Yeah, I want to see that YouTube ad of him sitting there and doing one. Bob Uecker do a masterclass takeover for Steve Martin. I could totally dig that. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, John Egan, this has been a pleasure. Uh, John Egan can be found on Twitter and Instagram at, at John Egan, Egan Comedy. Uh, also at Brewers Moose for his baseball musings. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, those are the two big uh, Brewers moose I'm really concentrating on because uh, Twitter is a dumpster fire of hell uh, and it just makes me angry. But uh, a, like a sports centric uh, Twitter is so much fun. It's yes. it's, it's a oh, yeah. And yeah, I, I and even as a Cub fan, I would rather listen to Brewers moose than 99 percent of everything else on Twitter. For sure. Yeah. All right. It's good to talk to you, John. Thanks for joining me. Thank you, Ken. <laughs>